Hi, all. This is Erin Michelle, and you found yourself at Steps to Trusting. At Steps to Trusting, it's my goal to meet you where you are in your faith journey and to encourage you to continue to take steps to trusting the Lord more fully. Today, we're continuing a conversation that we started on last week's episode with Tori Hine. If you caught that episode, or if you know Tori, you know how encouraging she is to point people to move toward God. Tori has her background in coaching and biblical studies, and she uses that background in her ministry called For Eternity and Until. If you weren't here last time, I encourage you to go check out last week's episode with Tori Hine. Tori introduced this idea of what we behold will affect how we believe. What we believe will affect how we behave, and how we behave will affect who we become. Let's jump in. How would you describe your steps to trusting the Lord when you think about where you came from feeling upset and bitter to find yourself in a place where you're seeking after the Lord? Okay, so steps to trusting. Mm -hmm. Number one, getting honest with God and others, knowing that God could hold every emotion, every thought, and that it wouldn't break relationship with him. And then being willing to enter into that same trust with other people once I had that with the Lord. Space to rest, obedience to rest, honestly, is kind of number two. Because without the space for silence and stillness and solitude, you you will silence the voice of God if those things are not present in your life. And when you're trapped in behavior modification and you're just doing, 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 or treating your silence and stillness or solitude as like, I got to get something out of this. This is one of those checkmark items on my list. You actually will, again, silence the voice of God because it's based on what you expect for God to say. But when it's just a simple choice of being with God and making space on a regular basis, a weekly basis, and sometimes a more intentional time of fasting or prayer or something like that, that can really usher in a, a lot of clarity from God. An hour of silence can give you so much clear, more clarity and direction than hours and hours and hours of your own research and planning. And, mm-hmm. and then I think the third step is just the simple follow me. Follow me along the process of it. So trusting God didn't mean that I needed the results to come at any specific timeline, but it was just knowing this is not something that I'm doing short term to try to alleviate some sort of uncomfortable, you know, emotion, but I'm in this for the long haul, God, this is going to be life now. So take all the time you need. I'm here. Mm. So yeah, those three steps, which is getting honest with God and people obediently resting and then following God along the process of becoming. And just thinking about the name of your ministry, right, is for eternity until. And just thinking about that, I've heard over and over this idea of already but not yet kind of idea of the kingdom, right? And that is so encapsulated in that title, what you have for eternity and until, that we are looking forward into eternity, that this is who we may someday be, right? But Mm -hmm. now here where we are, we're still, we still have a calling. We are still becoming and looking towards that. I read a verse recently. It's Psalm 27, 13. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
And then the next thing it says, it says, wait for the Lord, be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And Mm -hmm. just thinking about that reality that we are not just becoming something for eternity. We are becoming something now. We will behold the Lord, right? Like when we look upon the goodness of Mm -hmm. the Lord, we behold who he is. And we can do that here. As you were talking, I was thinking about how we could put our beholding on what we want to become, right? And if we put our, if we get it out of order, if we put it on our behavior, if we put it on our becoming, then it's it's all messed up. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Such a good point. Yes. Yeah. But that if we can set our mind on things above, if we can behold who the Lord is, if we can behold the truth that he is with us, that he is present, that he is yes. in those mundane moments, it changes so much of how yes. we how we live it out, what we believe, how we behave and what we become. Amen. Yes, it does. I mean, when you're listening to the Lord's prayer, which is like the the only time that Jesus goes, let me teach you how to do this. Not Mm -hmm. as like an example in his own life, because he really just kind of taught by example Mm -hmm. a lot. And the Sermon on the Mount has a lot of beautiful truths in it. And I like that we could sit in for a long time. But specifically, when he looks at the at the disciples and says, I'm going to teach you how to pray. And he lays it out. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. When we're reading in English, usually the emphasis is placed on the very end of something. It's like the thesis statement and then the mm. conclusion paragraph, right? But in Hebrew, the purpose and the point was always made in the middle. And right there in the middle of that prayer, you see the words on earth as it is in heaven. And up until on earth as it is in heaven, he's speaking about God and his glory and our father who art in heaven, hallowed be in thy name, your kingdom come your will be done on earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven. That's the main point. So it's who God is. And then the second half is what we need. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. All of those, like that, so divinely um, stated (laughs) from Jesus encapsulates every need of our heart, beholding God, recognizing the purpose on earth as it is in heaven. This is what Jesus was all about to bring his kingdom on earth to do the will of his father and every need, physical, relational, emotional need that could come is met on earth as it is in heaven when we behold God and who he is. For yours, this is the conclusion, is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You're right. This is living for eternity and until. Jesus was very much about the now, but the now only holds the weight of glory when you see the true reality of your life that exists in eternity. Because eternity is the true reality and the things that are passing away, this now, the circumstance that we're stuck in and that (laughs) this is the only way that we could like perceive the world. It's not until the Holy Spirit gives us eyes to see that our lives are just a glimpse into a greater eternal 
picture that the Lord has been painting since the beginning of time and what an honor and a blessing it is that we get to participate. And when we have this right perspective, then when I'm sitting alone in my house, taking care of things in my house for my kids or growing my business or um, interacting with someone at the grocery store or sitting here on a podcast recording this with you, Aaron, I just know that every moment of my life has been fashioned ahead of me by God. When I'm following him, the monotonous everyday things hold an eternal weight of glory mm. because they're destined and directed by God. And that that there is something to behold, right? Yes. And and yet, so I, I love that. And it's a beautiful picture. And you said this already too, but like we live in a broken world. That's right. We are broken people. And we're not going to get it right. And, and we're not going to get it right. We're going to screw it up, but we're not going to screw it up so bad that we derail ourselves <laughs> from God's purpose. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, thank you, God, because we thank you, easily... God. <laughs> yes. I mean, I very much relate to what you were saying earlier about like when you hit a success. One of the first times I wrote something big, I was thinking about publishing it. I ended up putting it out on my blog. And I remember it was so much about identity and how identity is in the Lord and and how he gives us these identities. And then I thought, look what I accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> look at I'm important. <laughs> and I was like, how is that the overflow of my heart <laughs> when the mm -hmm. whole thing of what I was learning and writing was that this identity is not because of what I do, right? And I, yeah. I think I'm in this cycle always where I need to be reminded over and over mm -hmm. that we aren't going to get it right, but yeah. that we can, we, even in that, we don't have to behold our brokenness. Like we see it, we acknowledge it, we That's repent right. from it. But that is not where we set our hope or our, yeah, we, yes. And so I think that's kind of like in the beholding. Actually, there was something I was reading recently where I talked about in John where, where Jesus is talking to, to people and it says he did not entrust his spirit to them. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about what that means. And I'm just thinking about like, we don't entrust anything there in that behavior. We can't entrust yes. ourselves to that to be what gives us value, right? We can only mm -hmm. entrust ourselves to who the Lord is. We are. We're so prone to wander. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes me think of Moses coming down off the mountain after this 40-day encounter with the presence of God. And he says, I can't believe how quickly you left your faith, essentially. <laughs> I can't believe how quickly you turned back to your idols. Mm -hmm. And then you see the same thing in Galatians, verse six of chapter one. I can't believe that you have so quickly turned to a new gospel, to a different gospel. He actually uses the word. I'm astonished. In every other um, letter that Paul writes to all of the um, letters to the churches in the New Testament, it's usually like, a greeting. And then he's like, I thank God every day for you and everything <laughs> to almost every other, every other church. Yeah. But to the Galatians, he skips the, I thank God for you every day. And he goes straight to, mm. I cannot believe I am astonished that you would leave behind a gospel of truth and that you would try, you would have the audacity to try to finish something in this, in the flesh 
that God began in the spirit. Now, this is not like to shame them or put them down, but we are prone to wonder. And it and it does require attentiveness and seriousness that we're not beholding our brokenness and, oh, what was me? I'm just like, I'm no good for nothing. I'm just a worm. I'm going to just go eat dirt and whatever. <laughs> like nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I guess yeah. I'll go eat worms sort of idea. That's not, that's not the heart that God has called us to have, but it's a confident assurance and authority of who we know and who we belong to and who we love. And that should, that love relationship with God, if it's established, I mean, he won't want to turn anywhere else. Where else would we go? Like the disciples said, you hold the keys to eternal life. Oh, I love that. I love thinking about that here. It's so good. And it's so clear in that statement that the disciples knew who Jesus was. They beheld the truth of who he was and it affected their behavior. So the question I have for you is, what would you say is a characteristic of God that you most gravitate to or most need to behold to encourage you along his goodness just that he is good anything that is broken that i could believe about god and that he's distant or he's demanding or he's untrustworthy or any of these faulty thoughts that i could think of god when the goodness of god is at the forefront of my mind then even when i'm walking through something really hard um, or challenging, I can search for the good. I can mm-hmm. see where God is in the midst of it all, working together all things for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And also together, his goodness always brings his glory. Tori, thank you so much for sharing with me in this conversation, but also through your ministry. I just so appreciate how you're sharing and encouraging others. So I know it's an encouragement to many. So I just want to encourage you in that way. My hope is that some of those guideposts that I've left behind on the trail on my journey to be like, hey, this was helpful for me. Don't turn this way. Turn this way can lead women quicker down their pathway of discovering who they've been created by God to be and how when they choose the process of unlearning all the things that's been put on them by the world and just the simple choice of being who God has created them to be, the life of joy and purpose that results from that and the true glory of God that their life will pour out to the world around them. That's the goal. And I love that goal. When we can set our mind on who he is, that goal is, yeah. it, it has to be the purpose um, for why we do what we do. That's right. Yeah. Well, Tori, can you tell us a little bit more about where we can find your course and where we can connect with you? Absolutely. So one of the best places you can connect with me is on Instagram. I'm Tori Mayhine, T-O-R-I-M-A-E-H-E-I-N. And you'll see links to For Eternity and Until and all of those other things there. You could also go to foreternityandentil.com. And in the links in my bio on my personal and my professional Instagram accounts, You'll see links to all the things like we have a podcast called For Eternity and Until courses, and we're actually going to be rolling out a membership that will give women some practical tools monthly on various topics to help them practically apply some of the things, Erin, that you and I have been talking about, including some audio Bible studies if you're somebody who needs 
just like a best friend sitting with you on a couch to kind of open up the Bible virtually with you and read through it and pull out the nuggets. Me and my team really want to provide that best friend on a couch for you so that you can fall in love with the word of God and allow it to shape your life. But I've given Erin some links that she can put in the show notes as well, just for easy access to go ahead and click those. And I answer all of my direct messages on Instagram. So you can just shoot me a quick little hello or a question. And um, I promise you that I will get back to you and can't wait to meet all of you. And thank you again, Erin, for having me here. It's been a blessing to talk with you. Tori, thank you for coming. It was a blessing to talk with you too. And I was wondering, would you be willing to close us in prayer? Yes, I would love that. Father God, we come before you today in awe of who you are, in awe of what you've done, that you created us in your image, and that even when we walked away, you fashioned together a story of redemption, and you came running after us to restore us back into right relationship with you by offering yourself. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the love and the example that was given to us in Jesus. Thank you for the wisdom wrapped up in flesh for us in Jesus. Thank you for the humility that led him to the cross, that led him to the grave. And thank you for the power that raised him from the grave and also raises us up, seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father with him. It's a mystery. We can't fully wrap our minds around it on our own, but Holy Spirit, will you open our eyes, our spiritual eyes to see this greater reality that we exist in? And I pray, Lord, for every woman who's listening to this podcast, I pray, Lord, for a greater renewed sense of the assurance of your goodness. I pray, Lord, that you would transform and bring to life their physical bodies, emotional, spiritual. I just pray, Lord, that you would align all of these things back with the original design that you intended for them and that they would open themselves up before you in vulnerability and in trust and in truth to believe you at your word, to journey along the process of becoming. And I pray, Lord, for fulfillment of every need of their heart, soul, and mind along the way, not as we will, but as you will. And we ask these things in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tori. You're so welcome. Awesome, my friend. So what do you all think? I don't know about you, but I was greatly encouraged by Tori, how she's sharing what she's learning and putting it into a way that can help others Go along that path. If you are interested hearing more about Tori's course, you can check it out at the show notes. The course, again, is called Work From Worth. And if you want to take that course, Tori has offered us a coupon for $20 off by using the coupon code CALLED, all caps, C-A-L-L-E-D. That information is also in my show notes. I hope you join us back here next time where we will be looking at a passage of scripture that talks about this idea of beholding and the idea of thinking that you have to do more to become. I'm excited. I hope you come along. But until then, I want to leave you with this reminder from Ephesians 2.10. 
for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand for us to walk in them. Friends, I'm praying for you as you keep on stepping.